What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast, where we talk about stunts, acting, and life in the entertainment business. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host here, Josh Hahn. And I am Jarman Runes. All right. So, um, yeah, today we're going to give you some practical knowledge here on how to get representation. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, the question, how do we get repped? How do I get an agent? Do you have an agent? Do you have a manager? Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll start it off um, just like with the acting world. Uh, the way that I got it, um, well, you're going to need some material and you're going to need to basically pitch yourself. What kind of What kind of material do you need? Well, to get started, you need a photo. You need at least... A photo. Yeah, there there are stories where people get, you know, discovered like while walking down the street. Um, but the chances of that happening, yeah, man. Yeah, I've always wondered if that was <laughs> if that was a thing or not. Yeah. I think a lot of people chase that 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 dream of like, yeah, man, I read like Chris Pratt's thing and like he got discovered. He was like a beach bum. Um and he was like a like a salesman beforehand. Uh yeah, there's a lot of other interesting stories out there. Everyone Again, I, I emphasize this a lot because I feel like a lot of people, especially in this industry, they like they they compare themselves a lot. So, yeah, uh, keep it short. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to get at least a photo, I would say. So the way that I did it, um, I reached out to some friends who had any connections to like photographers. I got like the friend hookup because like getting headshots out here in LA could be kind of expensive. Yeah, what is it like two hundred? Nah, dude, that's like a friend discount to get like a really good really? headshot. It's gonna be like, I don't know, five hundred plus, and that's Damn. Like, that's like for a, like a couple looks, and then yeah, it, you don't really get to keep all the photos, and I, I don't understand how. Okay, I personally haven't spent that much money on these professional photographers. Like, there's some really popular ones. Like, uh, I believe her name is uh, Dana Patrick. Um, there's some other ones that I I don't know, but I know with hers, like, there's a specific style that she shoots that's kind of well known. And um, yeah, people swear by it. They say like, oh yeah, I, I got these photos done by her. I'm booking a lot of stuff, or I'm actually going out on a lot of stuff. So, wait, do people say like, oh, the, she did these photos when she didn't? I think, um, I think there's like a little watermark or something like that. I oh. don't know. I, I honestly don't know. This is probably um, maybe I, sh- I should have tried to get <laughs> at least a couple photos from the professionals, but I've always just used friends who are actual photographers. And, um, yeah, so what I did was I got the photos taken, you know, you touch them up very little. You don't want to make it too airbrushed. You want it to look, you know, as natural as possible. And, um, yeah, just start reaching out. Did you, you said you touched up the photos yourself? No, no, they'll, they'll usually do it. Oh, okay. They'll usually do it, um, some guys, like my manager, for example, he doesn't like to touch up too much. He just yeah. he likes a natural look, which which I'm all I'm all in for the natural look. Um, but yeah, so after I got the photos done, I then just like reached out to commercial agencies first, and um, 
Yeah, but you just kind of send it out there and didn't, and you just kind of wait for a reply back to see if they wanted to meet you. Um, and once they get the meeting, they just kind of ask you some questions and, um, yeah, like like your your experience with it. And then they'll kind of go over like the branding of you. So they'll go over like, okay, they think you can go for like this ter- this certain age range. Um, yeah. So, so that's first, when that's when you're in like when you booked a meeting with an agent, right? Well, I mean, you you got to use that to book a to book a meeting. So like you got to like send that photo around saying like, hey, my name is so and so. I'm looking for representation, or something like that. Um, I want to be repped commercially by you guys. Um, yeah, that that's what I did. So luckily, I had some friends who were who were kind of in it, and um, I reached out. And they kind of suggested me, why don't you reach out to these people? And then I asked, is it cool if I just drop your name? And they they were completely fine with that. So like I was able to get a meeting with BBR, who they're like a smaller boutique commercial agency, but they're pretty good. Uh, and I was able to book a, com- a couple commercials with them. And then, yeah, then like once you have that, what they're going to do is they're going to set up your profiles, like your uh, your LA casting, casting frontier. Those are the main ones that they use for commercial work. Mm-hmm. Now that's what, that's what it what was like back then. Now uh, there's like a lot of things going on in the background with like some of the studios where LA casting is now doing a lot of like, like film work, you know? So Miko, you gotta stop walking around so much. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me grab it. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, you're, you're going to get your profile set up and you're going to get, uh, basically the, the agency is going to link with your profile and then that's how they're going to send you out essentially. Now, like my friends were telling me, like, don't worry about looking for an agent, like immediately mm-hmm. you can self-submit, which I'm a big believer for, you know, self-submitting some work. I'm just gonna put it down. Um, like I booked a lot of things just through self-submission. Um, there's a bunch of different websites like Backstage.com. Actors Access is the huge one. Yeah, you can self-submit through there too, but you're not going to get um, a lot of like the big projects. There's there's going to be a lot of projects on there, like a lot of USC student films, indie projects. Plus, you got to pay for like each submission too. Yeah, dude. I mean, in the end of the day, it's all a fucking business, man. So. It's either you can pay like a dollar or two per submission or something like that, or like five bucks a submission. Mm. It's annoying, but I guess you got to pay to play, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I had to do that with backstage and I just ended up paying like for the year and what it, it's like, I think they had like a special, it was like $99 for the year and I can do like unlimited submissions. Hmm. So it works out. And then with that, they, they'll, they'll host your media. So like your photos, your self tapes. Um, but yeah, you got to have all these profiles set up. So basically, yeah. Uh, in, in a nutshell, to get started, really, you need to get headshots and then you just send it out to commercial agencies and they'll start sending you out to work. They'll set up your profiles. And then like in the meantime, while you're trying to get like, you know, you're trying to develop your reel. Yeah, definitely do self submissions, man. Cause yeah. again, like you never know, you never know what's going to happen. I guess um, there's a lot. There was a lot of info there. Um, so just headshots. Are you able to get started with just headshots? 
Yeah, that's how I got started. Just just with commercial work. Um, and granted, like like we said before, like there are like showcases. Like if you're if you're in an acting studio, and then like at the end of the acting program, sometimes they'll put together a showcase where people will come and will watch, and then they'll like recommend you, or they'll say like, "Hey, I'm a casting director. I think you can do this, this, and this," or or something like that. That happens sometimes, but it's not always a guarantee. Yeah, you know, so. It's it's not always a guarantee that you're gonna book something just from a body of work you put up like in an acting studio, but it's yeah. just yeah, it's one of those things where yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. That that's that's just like the the frustrating, but it's also like the exciting part because again, like it's the wild west, man. You're never you're never gonna know like who's gonna be there. Um, you're never gonna know like who's gonna see your reel and they're going to like it. Yeah. So. Wow. That's like, <clears throat> that's like totally different from like stunt performers, like in that, that industry in general. Yeah, dude. Cause there is, yeah, there is a little bit of a process where it's like, yeah, you get the headshots, then you get the agencies, then you go out in commercials. Um, but again, yeah, there's a small percentage where that you don't need to do that. You can just like, just self submit for some things. Uh, maybe you had some acting stuff from like way before mm-hmm. that you can use for your reel. Um, people just want to see like, okay, are you able to do it? Yeah. So I guess it's not like too important to, to get an agent. No, no, not necessarily. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say like, okay, as soon as you get here, look for an agent. No, I would definitely say like, you know, build up your craft first. Yeah. And then, cause, cause sometimes you'll, you'll meet with them and then they'll tell you like either you're not ready or, and this is the whole catch 22. It's like these agencies won't bring you on because one, you don't have enough credits and it's like, well, how do I get these credits for these, these things? And it's like, you're thinking maybe I need to, like, how am I getting these guest star roles on TVs and or on TV shows or, or whatever. But yeah, there's, there's a way where you're going to have to build up your credits and build up your reel to go on these things and they get repped by like the certain people. Yeah. But again, like I keep saying, man, these aren't like ideas that you need to like stick to. Sometimes it does happen where people, they just get repped. I I don't know, man. It just happens. Yeah. I remember when I went to um, this one little acting practice session, Uh, it was like a group of actors and some of them, they've been here for like five plus years and they were still looking for like proper representation but these guys were like i remember we were putting up a scene together and they were really good and i just i just couldn't understand like i wonder what's going on like why aren't these people repped and to be honest i don't know it could be a whole slew of things not sure but is there ever is 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 ever like uh an actor is like too picky sometimes yeah, the, like yeah. That's why they're not repped. It it could be. I mean, again, it's like how well do they work together with like the agents and the actors? Um, I also think like, you know, don't go into thing, go don't go into like trying to get an agent where you guys are like super buddy buddy, like an entourage, like like in that show, it paints that picture. That can happen, but if you're starting off, um. What's going to happen realistically is that, let's say I'm a commercial agency and I want to rep you, Jarman. 
basically I'm just putting you on my roster and if I'm look, taking a look at the breakdown and they want, um, they want a, an Asian actor or South Asian actor, this role, this age range between 18 and 25, I'm going to be like, Oh, Jarman can play this role as long as, uh, along with my other like five or six, ca- uh, uh, agency members here or like my other uh, talents yeah and they'll just literally just select your photo and then the other people's photo and just click on submit and they'll just submit it Th- that's basically what happens behind the scenes man like you can you really can just do it by yourself then you can you can like I, it's not necessary to find an agent like immediately um but i think if you want to get like those those bigger roles like when you're ready it definitely Definitely, I, I feel like you should um, look for representation if you want to like excel your career. Yeah, but you gotta also find like the right team. So finding the right team that's that's tough too, man. You gotta make sure that they have your best interest in heart, and um, yeah, they're they're willing to work with you to build your brand. Because at the end of the day, yeah, man, this is a business, yeah. and um, you gotta be a sellable product. Yeah. So like personally, I don't have really any experience with, um, agents or like even, like even trying to find one. Yeah. I guess I don't like, I don't really try. I've been, I've been booking my work like independently too. Yeah. So I don't really know. I guess like the first question I had when I was looking was what's the difference between a mad manager and an agent? Cause I know that there are different things. Yeah. I mean, they're, I'm tr- still trying to figure this out too. They both work hard to get you into the audition room or to get you an audition. Yeah. That's what they both do. Um, they should be working together uh, basically to tag team and, and like getting you this part, right? Just to get you in the door. It's your job to book. It's their job to like get you in there to so mm. you can put the performance on. Um uh, yeah, I don't think there's a huge difference. I don't think so. I mean, as um, long as the, the the end goal is to to get you in the door. Then yeah, yeah, that's and all you really need. Right? Exactly. I mean, as at the end of the day, your job as an actor is to really put on a good performance in that audition room, and then w- once you book it, then you have to also put on that good performance, like on screen or on stage. That's really what you got to do. And you got to really, you know, be able to, you know, evoke these emotions out of people so that, you know, they, they feel it, that they see this performance, they like what they see. So, yeah, man. Yeah. See, we don't, we, this, don't, we don't really have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. I, this is what I've kind of been seeing. I, I know that there are like movement talent reps but those are mainly for like dancers. Yeah, yeah. There's and like, uh, there's MTA Movement Talent Agency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if if they do like representation for stunts or anything. I know a couple of stunt guys who are repped by them, but mainly because they also dance on the side. Yeah. So I feel like the jobs that they get are not like not like stunt work, like fight scenes or like yeah. It's more of just like showcasing martial arts or like mm-hmm. commercial work of like oh we need like this ninja or something All right to do like some cool flips yeah behind behind this actor or whatever so it, it's kind of like a dancer but 
Um, I don't know. I guess I guess it'd be called stunts. Yeah, I guess for for stunts, all I mean, you're basically just representing yourself, and then, yeah, I know we talked about this before, but you know, you, you basically you have a good first impression with these guys, and yeah. then basically, are you likable or are you not? I guess because I think once they're in, like if you're already working with these guys one time. Uh, it shows that you're already talented enough to, to, to work with them. Yeah. But then for the next time, it's like, you know, did did you leave a lasting impression or, or, or something like that? Yeah. And you can also, like, try to self-submit. But, like, if you look online on, like, backstage or Actors Access, you're not going to find any, like, stunt work. Right? Yeah. So really what I've tried searching is just, like, doubles or something like that. Or Yeah. I don't know, like mostly commercial work. Right, right. you're not going to find like anything online for stunt work. You know, people yeah, just have I, to know you. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what, yeah, what we're kind of noticing here. Um, which is, a, it, it's it's really interesting and it sounds actually, it sounds simple, but it's actually really cutthroat. Yeah. I was going to say it, it might be even, it might be even tougher because, you know, other stunt performers are judging you. Right. Based on what you can do. Yeah. Not like a casting director. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. Just, it's not just one guy casting the whole thing. It's, does the whole team that's working on the project already, do they know you and do they think that you can do it? Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend someone that is not good at stunts, you know? Of course. How did you, when you did that, um, that, uh, the music video. Mm-hmm. Like so, you you basically made the team, and like like you know, what is it that, or I, I guess like how was what was your thought process like when you were making the team? You got the breakdown and be like, okay, this is what this scene needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you figure out who needs to be on? Yeah, so, I mean, the director was automatically just like, I want this to be like, I want this to have high flying like tricks and like wire work. So I automatically thought about like small guys right. or like ninjas. Yeah. Um and basically I just I just kind of recruited all the guys that I knew can like trick um and do like fight choreography at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fight choreog- uh fighters and then trickers um and then obviously like people who knows how to know how to use weapons. Right. Um so right there like that alone that's not like a lot of people fight, but not a lot of stunt guys are good at like fight choreography. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of picked the team based on who I knew that was a good fighter. It was just people that I trained with actually. Like it wasn't like any of my students or anything. It was yeah. m- mostly people that i worked with before. Yeah. And I knew that they were going to be easy to work with. Yeah. Um, they're very like attentive and um, they don't screw around during like rehearsals. Yeah, so yeah. So that that plays a big part in like being a good stunt person is like how you are on set, like your set etiquette. Yeah. So set etiquette. Yeah. yeah. I just made that up. That's tight. Set etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's just like uh if you're fooling around on set, people aren't going to want to work with you, you Yeah. Know? Like and, fooling around in a dangerous way. Yeah. I know a lot of stunt guys who are they're funny as shit, man. Yeah. And they fool around a lot. But when it comes down to the take, it's like they're on. 
Yeah, and and I've seen some guys who are just like in front of the camera and they're about to shoot and they're still like cracking jokes. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, you can't, you can't be doing that. Or yeah, like, man. or like even like holding the gun the wrong way, like a, a prop gun the wrong way. Or, yeah, you know, you can just tell by how someone is on set if they're gonna if they're a good person to work with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's how I based my team on. Um, Wasn't there uh? You got this female stunt actress who was from the Bay. Oh yeah, yeah, Mackenzie Emery. She's um, I we actually knew each other a long time ago. Like we grew up together. Yeah. Um, she's from Sacramento, and I was from the Bay. So she would always come down to like gathering, like drinking mm-hmm. gatherings. Um, but yeah, she's she's probably one of the best like female trickers there is out there. Yeah. And I knew that she can do weapons, so I was like, hey, I'm gonna hit her up and. She's like the same size as the actress, so that's perfect. Did you guys fly her down, or yeah, dude? So the weird thing was, I had to fly her down like out of my own pocket. Whoa! Yeah, so she didn't live out here, but yeah, I was just like, look, I, you're really gonna make it look cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just gonna invest in it and fly you down here. That's dope. Yeah, that's so dope, man. But, that's like, that's uh, really taking the initiative. I re- I really like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like the type of person that do- doesn't want my stuff to look bad. So when yeah. I was coordinating it, I was super stressed because I wanted it to be perfect. And know? this is your first, right? Your first, yeah, like kind of big role as uh, as a stunt guy. You're, you're doing the stunt and fight choreo for this music video that has like a decent budget. Yeah, and had a lot of action in it, and I was also the lead actor in it too like i was oh, the lead in it too so dude i was acting and doing the fight choreo and how to coordinate everything too right. so the the production had never shot um action before so they were basically relying on me to like tell them where the camera is and which which like a stunt coordinator should do of course um but yeah because my guys were so like easy to work with they made it so much easier that's awesome so, yeah man teamwork yeah um that's dope but yeah that was my first first stunt coordinating job uh, i think it turned out well it still hasn't even come out yet it's supposed to come out when is it supposed to come out this month i think wow and who's the who's the artist alexa friedman she's just like she's like friedman this, or friedman friedman maybe probably friedman <laughs> <laughs> um she she's like this um teenager who's trying to make music and yeah you know her parents are supporting her so they're just putting money into her and like investing in her work wow man that's that's awesome yeah so it's it's not like a big project but you know i i I do want to give the people that i know that work hard Mm -hmm. i want to hire those people yeah like i hired Mackenzie. she's never done stunts before no shit yeah but she has a lot of martial arts background yeah and she's probably seen it enough to be like to kind of understand the movements yeah and she so she reached out to me saying like hey like if you ever have anything like um, like you can call me and yeah, I can make it. And so yeah. I did. That's so dope. Yeah. And it's funny too, man. It's like for, for people who are wanting to get into stunts and they are like martial artists or like amateur fighters. Um, yeah. What screen fighting and theater fighting is just so different. Yeah. It's a different game. It's really different. And like you want to, your movements have to be like extra big. Yeah. I know with like real fighters or, or like actual martial arts, you don't want to, you don't want to tell your your next move. Yeah. So with with like 
stage fighting, on camera fighting. It's like, yeah, you, we got to read like these big, like crazy haymakers and yeah. you're kind of selling it. Yeah, that's, I think camera, like feeling the camera is a big thing. Um, distance, timing, that's, I mean, that's like yeah. everything. But I'm only speaking in terms of like fight choreography because that's my whole experience. That's true, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, knowing, like having a martial arts background really helps. Yeah. Um, so she didn't have to do like too much training mm-hmm. and you know, it's just like reactions on like, she was just asking me like, how do I take this punch or something? Right. Right. Um, but as, as long as you have like coachable guys, then that's like, a, it's going to turn yeah, out well. That's important. Like the key word is being coachable and teachable. Yeah. So these guys, you can kind of mold them in a way where they're, they're cool with it. Yeah. Um, especially like having... Yeah, man, going into these things with no egos. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah, and so I guess for stunt guys, like, it's not so much finding representation, but, like, representing yourself well. Yeah. Um, Just make sure that you're easy to work with and, like, you're listening to the coordinator. Um, you're helping out, you know, move mats and stuff. Yeah, my, some of the stunt guys that I've met are, like, some of the nicest people. Yeah. They're super genuine. Um they're like your average day superheroes, man. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, dude. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem but man. what I'm thinking is that, like, most stunt people do have martial arts backgrounds or some sort of, like, discipline. So, they're, so mm-hmm. they are really self-disciplined. Yeah. And that's what makes it easy to work with. Right. But there you go. For stunts. I mean, yeah, I guess... I think we also talked about this in the last podcast. Um like people putting their stuff on just on Instagram and yes. it's like, they'll get hit up like, yo, can you be a part of this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's happened to you, right? Yeah, yeah man. It's crazy. Yeah. So there, there, there is a lot of resources out there, especially social media for all the stunt guys, just like kind of just like acting where you got to put stuff out there and you got to send it to people. Um, just put it online. Yeah. People, I mean, people will start to see that you're training or, that you're doing stuff and right. you know, people will reward that hard work. Yeah. It's, it's always important to, to keep on training and, and practicing. Like if you're going to be producing something just for fun in the grand scheme of things, like even though that's not going to be like a money maker, it's just, Hey, you're just practicing. Yeah. That's what, um, you know, what we did with our, our web series, the raging a bullet web series with Daniel. I don't, you know, the whole thing was like, well, it gives us, one, it gives us like some some cool IMDb credit. We're listed as producers, and we're able to just keep on practicing. Yeah. And then it gives like our stunt guy friends another opportunity to to put on some work. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's dope. That's dope. Um, I mean, one, it's like it's like it's also like material that you can use because demo reels and like headshots and body shots are are pretty big for the stunt community too. Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking like, yeah, body shots. So you got to see like your physicality. Yeah. And then the demo reel. Obviously, you got to send these out to like your friends who do like stunt and fight choreography like on the regular. Mm-hmm. And it's like if they like what you do, they'll bring you on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess like it's kind of in the same realm, you know? Yeah. So you definitely need to produce your own content, like have your own kind of arsenal of yourself like your headshots your resume your your demo reel kind of like how you're going to be an actor 
um, you're just going to send it to different people or you're just going to put it online, you know, yeah. just get yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. With, with acting, because, because it, it's interesting that just like in the entertainment, there's different acting agencies. We got the commercials and we got the theatricals and then we have, um, I'm, I'm in all, I'm also in the, uh, the voiceover world and I was lucky to get repped by, uh, this agency called Ar- it's Arlene Thornton and Associates, and they do pretty big work in regards to um, like representation for for voiceovers. And you know, like the like how I got on into that, I was just like again, I was like super lucky, man. My friend Ron, um, after Marco Polo, you know, I spent a lot of time with him, you know, getting like some mentorship and. You know, he was actually moving into his new new place and I was helping him out a lot. But he also had like these voiceover auditions. So I would go with him to the auditions and kind of just like, you know, show face and talk to his agents. And I remember after he left to go shoot Mulan, um, I hit up the agency. and was like, yo, is it cool if I get repped by you? Can I get representation for voiceover work? And I just sent them just like my regular show reel, mm-hmm. acting reel. And they were just like, and I, I, I want to say it's probably because they've seen me so often come yeah. through. Um, I think, I think they just liked me. So they just kind of, they brought me on. So they're sending me out to, you know, I do the, these voiceover auditions at home and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's again, yeah, it's, uh, just like putting yourself out there. Yeah, man. I, I I don't know how to do it in terms of like finding a voiceover agent on your own. I'm just, I'm assuming what you do is just you make a reel, like a voiceover reel and you put together some voices. But um, yeah, I, I guess I'll find out some more. I'm actually taking a, a voiceover class that's going to start in March, which I'm pretty excited for. It's like the intro to animation and video games. Oh, yeah. voiceover for like cartoons and shit that's that's actually what i really would love to do too it's like do some cartoon work make up a silly voice yeah that'd um, be fun i mean to be honest with you, that's like the dream man it's like you go in you don't have to worry about what you look like you just gotta lay down like a fresh track <laughs> <laughs> and just make sure your voice is good um yeah i i did this uh video game it's a it's a Tom Clancy video game that's coming out in March of this year. So next month. Um it's called Division 2. It's pretty cool. It's like it takes place in Washington DC kind of like post-apocalyptic and I play one of the characters who's like part of this group of people who are just super extremist. The 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 voiceover that I did uh this guy is like a suicide bomber skinhead fucking wacky guy so like yeah it was it was it was really cool because one i'm like thinking damn i'm gonna be in a fucking video game yeah and then and then two like so the way it works like the director's in there and he's kind of coaching you on like how the lines are going to be read and you just say the lines like over and over to like they're like okay cool that's a good one next line so with this character there were like 300 lines a lot of yelling and grunting and screaming yeah, man. Shit was wild, but it was so fun. It was so fun, man. Definitely got to get a PS4 because of that game. Yeah, yeah. People are probably going to recognize your voice. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I had to like bring it down to almost Batman-esque, Ooh. but not really. It's like if it's too Batman, he'll be like, he's like, 
he'll he'll say like oh you're it's too much like Batman let's let's like let's like decrease the timber and then decrease the raspiness in your voice but he's also like warning me of like you know don't go too hard um and the, give your voice a break a lot of like tea was was given to me like tea honey there's this one tea that was called throat coat and yeah you're just you're drinking so much of that and then like afterwards like when you're going home i'm just like trying not to talk and like just drinking this tea kind of relax my voice relax my uh yeah, that's my vocal cords yeah man it's another beast too dude voiceover yeah. work so cool super cool damn i wish i could be in a cartoon that would be cool you got a good voice man you yeah, should just you should just make up voice. some voices yeah <laughs> no i just learned that there's like uh, I, I found this. I gotta find a voiceover agent then. <laughs> There's a guy. Oh, I forget his name. Fuck. I just started following him. Um, he is a voiceover actor, and he was on Dumbfounded, Dumbfounded's podcast. Oh, nice. But he's like this Filipino guy, but he's doing the voices for like Bugs Bunny. The, the like all everybody from Looney Tunes he like did Space Jam and shit oh shit I gotta look up his name kind of get I gotta get inspiration from him yeah I feel like that's a whole another industry that I would have to like break into yeah I mean why not I yeah. mean you're you're a stunt guy we're we're basically like in essence we're just in the entertainment industry yeah you know um what do you think about like stunt guys breaking into the acting industry or like actors breaking into the stunt industry um well i i can only talk about this from what has been you know taught to me and this is from uh steve brown and he was telling me how like so after marco polo after like my dive into the stunt world with like stunt fighting you know we were just talking and he was like this was like obviously like three years ago. I don't know how the layout has changed, but Hollywood will say you're either an actor with some stunt stunt experience or you're a stunt guy with some acting experience, but it's really hard for you to be 50-50 evenly. Hmm. You know, uh, it's like, yeah, you can book a couple things as an actor, but then you're probably like if your bread and butter is stunts, like I don't know. It's it. it I feel like that'll be kind of hard to break from stunts to go back into acting. Maybe and may, maybe going from stunts to acting. I'm sorry, acting to stunts might be a little easier. I, I don't know, but that kind of stick with me. He's like, it's either you want to, if you want to be known, or you gotta basically determine and just and decide. Do you want to be known as a actor with some stunt experience, or a stunt guy with some acting experience? Meaning, like your main focus is acting, and your main focus is going to be stunts. Yeah, that's a that's a tough choice. Yeah. So like after that, I'm just like, well, you know what? My whole goal for me to move out here was to be an actor, and I think I'm just lucky enough to have learned martial arts and yeah. to train and. And like, kind of learn how to do some of this stuff. So, like, if if I'm in an acting role that requires me to do some fights, I would be perfectly fine doing it like myself. But yeah. unless they want me to do some crazy flips and shit, then yes, please put a double in for me. Yeah. But other than that, if it's some basic like hand to hand fight 
choreography, combat, I'm like more than happy to do that because that's like stuff that I enjoy. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Like, I guess, I guess it's just like I don't really have an opinion on it because I don't have that much experience yet. But I, I always think about like Jackie Chan on how and how he broke from stunts to acting, and now he's known as like an actor. I mean, with Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan, Samuel Hung, all those guys, like they went to like the what is it when they were growing up, like the Chinese Opera School or something like that. Mm, yeah. So they learned like theatrics since they were like a kid. Um, and like, I mean, Jackie Chan just fucking made a name for himself so he can basically do whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. I think he's like one of the most richest men in China or something like that. Yeah, he is. Something insane. But, um, if you think about it, we don't really have a Jackie Chan here. We have what? Like Keanu Reeves does his own like gun stunts and shit. Like he's learning how to do all the tactical shooting, which looks fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Cruise can do some of his own stunts. Um... Yeah, I don't know many American actors that do their own stunts besides like Tom Cruise. I mean, also like it's 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 pretty. I guess what I've heard it's is is that it's pretty different in America. They we have all these like rules and all these unions to to keep these actors safe. So we yeah. throw in a double, like we throw in some stunt guy whenever we could. Yeah. Um. So most of the time, what I've seen is that they don't really like allow their actors to do like <laughs> yeah. that much stuff unless they really want to. But in like China, like they don't have like the unions like we do, so they just kind of just do it. They kind of have to do yeah, it. I guess you know? so. Yeah, it's a little bit different. But you know, it's like I. But I, I think in China, like Jackie Chan is like he has a stunt team. Yeah, I don't really know if he has. Maybe now he does. But I don't really know about like his stunt doubles. I know with like like Donnie Yen has a stunt double, um, and then like Jet Li has like a stunt double. So yeah, dude, I, I'm not sure if like I think Jackie Chan is like the only guy, or like Tony Jaa. Yeah, you know Ung Buck and shit. But yeah, I don't know. In in the in America, maybe Tom Cruise might be like the closest one. I don't know. I, I can't really think of anyone. Yeah, he knows. That's you know. like a big star and like a big stunt guy. But I know Tom Cruise has his own stunt team. Maybe, like, I mean, maybe Dwayne Johnson. Oh, maybe. But he also has his cousin a double M too. Oh, his cousin's his double? Yeah. So because, they're like the same size? Well, yeah, they look they look like pretty oh, similar. <laughs> and he's he's basically on contract with them because they look alike and he's, you know. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. That's That's great. <laughs> yeah that's so dope best job ever yeah dude man um i don't think i mean that that's basically it on how to get representation i don't know anything else i mean uh, hey we're still learning as we're going yeah um just some background so i am my voiceover and my commercial rep is arlene thornton associates and my manager who sends me out for like theatrical shit and some commercial stuff is Scott Erickson from Asian Cinema Entertainment. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm getting out to things. Um, yeah, guys, get your get your headshots and get to work. Yeah, I guess. And, and then for stunt guys, I mean, I don't have an agent, but <laughs> <laughs> stunt guys just like build out your reel 
also take some photos of yourself. Everybody wants to see like what you look like and like, um, like your, what do you call it? Like your body, like metrics or yeah. What's what's the for for stunt guys? I mean, what do you have to stay? Like, do you got to be like fucking ripped and chiseled, or no. I mean, or just as long as you can move? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean. Since there is like so many different body types of actors, yeah, like you can just you can simply go for like to be a double for like one actor. Like I know, like the Spider Man double, he's just like he's kind of he's not like super buff or anything, but mm-hmm. he, like he matches the body type, so that he just doubles him all the time. Yeah, man, look at the draw, really. Yeah, so it, it's not really like you don't really have to get your body in some sort of way as long as you can move and you know your stuff, then. You know, I don't see why not. Cool. Well, there you have it. Yeah. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening. And um, what's the next one we're going to talk about? Do we have a special guest next time? We do. We do. We won't announce it yet. But All right. We do have a special guest. Next time, we're going to have a special guest on the show. Don't miss it. We'll drop some good wisdom and knowledge on y'all. Thanks for listening, guys. Later. Peace.